Good day to you, fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. In the name of the Lord. Amen. God bless you, folks. Thank you, worship team. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord forevermore. Amen. You know, when you... We need to continue, and if you've never started, then you need to start quoting the Word of God over your life and your situation. It's easy to succumb to the weaknesses of the word that you're constantly, the barrage of information you're getting as you're, if you're listening to the news, and I don't care what channels, conservative networks or liberal networks, I don't care what your political affiliation is. If you're listening to the news, you're walking away discouraged. You need to get your life and your spirit filled with the Word of God. You need to get the Word into your life and your being. Hallelujah. When I make those declarations, it's not, it's not like we're practicing some magic like saying abracadabra. And it's going to happen. You, this isn't a, some version of Harry Potter. And, and this isn't some, just some positive speak from some other, you know, because there are people that are motivational speakers that they're just giving you positive words and that's all, that's good versus negative words. But your answer is in the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the word of God. Start speaking that over your situation. Start declaring what he has to say to you. Walk in what he gives you versus what everyone else may be giving you. Speak his word. Hallelujah. I want to take you back to where I left off last week when I was talking about us being servants and how that Jesus' way was an opposite way. In fact, those of you who are, how many of you were here last week in the 11 o'clock service? Okay, so there's a good number of you that weren't here for that, at least not that service. Maybe you were at the 9 o'clock service, but I titled the message last week, Opposite Way, based on a song from a group that I, I really like. Leland is their name. and uh, Jesus often taught us his way was opposite of the way we typically think, right? You get that? 
And I say that, and I, I said a good deal about that last week, but I want this to become a right now thing. Just like when we were, I, I, I'm saying to you to quote the word of God over you, it's a right now word. Some of you heard me say it. You actually heard me say not 40 years, 40 days. I'm saying that to give you encouragement that on the other side of 40 days, your situation has changed. You lay claim to it. Don't just, again, that's not a magical formula. It is a supernatural act based on faith. And you speak that word from your faith. Speak that word over your life. God can turn it around instantly. When I speak this stuff to you, it's not just some make-you-feel-good spirituality. Listen, I was standing in a hospital room with a 20-something-year-old last night in ICU, they had just removed a part of his skull so that the swelling in his brain wouldn't cause him to die. I'm looking at a mom and at a dad standing there over their 20-something-year-old son. And I look them in the eye and I say, don't you dare believe what you've been told right now over this boy. God is able to do more exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask, think, or imagine. So I don't do that in some sort of weak state of maybe God could show up, possibly. That's not the way I think. That's not what I, when I'm praying over that young man, I'm declaring that his brain, Literally, his brain is in the hand of God and God will cause all swelling to come down and he will have consciousness by this morning, today. And about 8.35, I'm talking to that father and he said, Pastor, my son grasped the hand of the nurse and squeezed her finger when she asked him to squeeze his finger her finger. So I'm telling you, your situation can't possibly be worse than that. Can't possibly be worse than that. A 20-something year old. It's a work of the devil destroying lives. And I made my declaration with that family. It's not going to happen to you. It's not going to happen to you. He's not going to destroy your home. Not going to destroy your lives. You need to operate the same way. You need to see by faith, not by just what you hear. Because what you hear often is nothing like what you need to see happen. Right? And you have the ability to change it by your confidence in God. Not just saying magical words. Not just shaking your Bible at the devil in your situation. No, you got to believe this. You make your declaration based on faith and confidence in God to change the scenario because he can.
Caleb got his territory. Joshua got that great land. He became Moses' successor. How do you, that stuff doesn't just happen in a vacuum. It happens because people walk in faith. They walk it out. They don't just think it. And you're right. You have every right to your emotions. But your emotions cannot control and will not change the situation unless your emotions are geared to your faith in a great big God then you can have confidence that you speak a word based on what God has already declared is yours. I'm getting way off the message right now. All right, folks. They don't record the 9 a.m. service, so I'm sorry to you guys in one sense. But I'm going off grid, so that's Isaiah. Are you the one behind the computer? Okay. Forget those scriptures, bud. I mean, in Matthew chapter 16, I'm in Matthew 16, as I said, and um, go to verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, in Matthew 16, verse 13, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. And then he asked them, but who do you say that I am? This is a declaration, folks. Not unlike what I just asked you to do. Peter makes a bold declaration. It's not based in ignorance. He's walked with Jesus for a little while now. He's not foolish. He's been there. Some of you listening to me right now, you've you've walked with Jesus for a little while. You know everything that I have just now said to you, you know the truth behind it. You ought to be walking in faith, but let's be real. That's not what's happening for you right now. You're staring at the giants. You're looking at a wall and seeing something that is impassable. You're even thinking of yourself, I have this bondage and I can't get over it. I just can't change. I've tried. I've prayed. I've fasted. I've even quoted the word, preacher. I've quoted the word of God, but here I sit. Here I am right now, still stuck. Listen to Peter's 
declaration. Jesus has just asked, but who do you say that I am? Or say I am. Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Not a dead God, but you are the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. (laughs) God's saying, you got to stand on the word I have given, not on the word of others. Your faith, your confidence has to come from the Lord, his word not the word of others. Now I say to you, I got to back up because I don't want you to miss this. You can't take the word of others. The spies all saw the same thing, but two of them saw it differently than the others. They saw it from the platform or the perspective of God and his promises. Are you hearing me now? Are you seeing your your scenario? Are you seeing your situation? Are you seeing your story from the God perspective? I know it's tough. Because you live in the right now. You're living your situation right now. You're facing a spouse and a marital situation that seems impossible for you. You're thinking, how do I get through this? How do I manage this now? You're you're in your job situation. Some of you without a job. This this whole coronavirus thing came along and wiped out your job. And you don't know what you're going to do tomorrow. Decimated your savings account. You've charged up your credit cards now. Putting your faith in some other means. Found yourself having to ask for help for food. It seems impossible. If you would begin to look through the perspective, the lens of God. Flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, Peter. Come on. Flesh and blood isn't going to reveal this to you. This comes from You putting your faith and confidence in a supernatural God. He sees big picture. You see right now. I know why I spoke the word 40 days over some of you. Narrow your vision to faith and confidence that God's going to change it within 40 days. Put your faith on it. Within 40 days, it's not going to be like it is today. Okay, okay, so 
I'm telling you, somebody that was standing up here in the front, perhaps some of you watching me online right now, that is for you. That word is for you. I'm not telling you you have to wait 40 days because God doesn't operate like that. Listen, I'm telling you, though, that you declare it's not going to remain in my life. I'm not walking it out this way. I'm going to believe God for another way. I'm going to take his word over what I feel, what I think, what I see. Peter makes a declaration based on God's word in him. Do you hear me when I say it? Flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, Peter. Whether you just happened to step in it and you stepped right this time. Some of you have stepped in some stuff before and it hasn't been pleasant. But this time, Peter, he stepped right in it. But it was a good thing. You ever found yourself in a spot in a situation and you thought, wow, God, you did this. And I, I didn't see that coming, but you worked it. How many of you will testify God's done something that caught you by surprise and it was a real good thing? Come on, put that hand up and say hallelujah. 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 I've been there so many times. I've been there so many times where I've had to say, God, you know, I, I was believing you for it, but this is a shocker. Let me go on in the word, get back to the word. Did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter. Now Peter's about to get a word. Which means rock. There we have it on you, overhead for you. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Can I say something to my deacons and my elders that are here? Can I say something to you? All the powers of hell cannot stop us from doing what God has asked us to do. All of them. All the powers of hell aligned against us, choosing that their desire is destruction. We, may, we have a different word, don't we? We have another word. I will. (laughs) If God wills it, it's going to happen. I will build my church. Say, I'm in the Lord's church. I, I know, I want, you to, I want you to believe that this church is that, but I'm talking about something bigger than and broader than this building. You are the church. I am the church. So when he says that, yes, it means the, the movement of the church, the ministry and work of the gospel. That's what it means, but you're a part of it. Uh Uh-oh. Sounds like revelation right now to some of you. Wait a minute. If he said, I will build my church, and if I am the church, then that means I got to be built. 
so I can do the work he's asking me to do. The chief reason he sends the gifts of the Holy Ghost. One in particular. We do like to talk about it in the Pentecostal church, speaking in other tongues. We like to talk about it because it's something that God gives to make you more capable. All of the gifts of Holy Spirit, not just speaking in tongues, they were sent so that you could build. It's expedient that I go away, that the Comforter might come. When the Comforter comes, he's going to walk with each of you. He's going to empower each of you. He's going to gift each of you so you can do the work. And he says, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In the New Living, it says, and, and, and you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And we're going to get to these verses that, yeah, well, go on to verse 19. He says, I will build my church. You're a part of that church, right? Don't forget that. You're a part of that church. That means you've got to be built up in order to do the work that he asks you to the church. Say, I'm the church. It's not that wall over there. It's not that wall over there. It's not all these nice screens and all of this stuff that we have that we call the church. You're the church. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Or the new living says, will not conquer it. Look at your neighbor right now and say, I can't be defeated. I can't lose. Seriously, you have superpowers. <laughs> I know, I know that sounds, that sounds corny, doesn't it? Sounds like I'm in a cartoon. Sounds like I'm, a, I, I, I'm opening up a, a book and, and I, I'm part of that. You do have superpowers because you are a part of the kingdom that's bigger than just you. Now, if you're sourcing your power... If you're connecting to your power, it is supernatural because it's God working to accomplish his will, right? I'm a part of his plan. I'm connected to his program. I'm giving up my program. I'm yielding my plans to his plans. I can tie this in with the scripture for this day that I had intentionally or initially planned. Because Jesus is sitting with his disciples in Matthew chapter 20 and he pulls them aside and he says, guys, I operate differently. I operate from a different platform. You're going to have to learn how to operate from this platform. If you're going to be first in my kingdom... Got to be a servant. If you want to really live, guys, you got to learn how to die to self. In other words, what Jesus goes on to say is you basically become a slave to the kingdom. 
the work of the kingdom. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now we're back over in Matthew 13, 16, excuse me. Verse 13 is where we started. So he's sitting with his disciples. I'm taking you back and forth. Uh, follow me on this. I'll do, do my best. With the help of the Holy Ghost, we can do this. So in Matthew 20, he's sitting with his disciples. Remember, this is, I, I'm over in Matthew 20. So we're backing up to where Peter is right now, talking to Jesus, making this declaration. But Jesus is sitting with his disciples, and he says, he says to them, now, here's what you got to do. we got to operate differently, guys. The Son of Man, in fact, did not come. i got to read it. It's too good to just say it. But Jesus answered them by saying, well, that's what he's saying after she, give me a second. Verse 28, chapter 20, verse 28, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others. And hear this last part. And to give his life as a ransom for many. To give his life. Son of man didn't come to be served, but to serve. All right, if he's going to build his kingdom, he needs people that'll do the work. That means serving, right? Look at your neighbor right now and say, you're a servant. Tell him, get off that high horse, you're a servant. Take me back to 13, Isaiah. Right there where we left off, I believe it was 19. You got it. I'm sorry. I said, I did it again. Chapter 16, verse 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Here's what has to change, church. We have to stop thinking like most people always think. And who are you most often thinking about? Wished I could post that video right now from... What was it? It was uh, Finding Nemo. <laughs> with with uh, all of the seagulls standing on the rocks. And mine, 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 mine. That's how we're most often thinking, and that's not a kingdom mindset. You're not thinking about eternity. You're thinking about what I need right now. And Jesus tries to break that mindset off of the 12 in particular that would lead the church. 
into this new realm. Once I'm gone, Jesus is thinking, these guys got to get this thing figured out because the way they're thinking right now, and that's what James and John's mother was, they, she was confused that you're going to set up your kingdom, Jesus. You need a guy on your right. You need a guy on your left. How about my boys? Thinking right now. Thinking about what she wanted. She figured her boys had given up their lives and, and, and serving here and serving Jesus, following Jesus. So, so hey, uh, let my boys have this position with you, Jesus. Can you drink, Jesus said? Can you drink this cup? The bitter cup, he names it. Can you drink this bitter cup that I'm about to drink? Oh, yeah, Jesus. Give us the cup, Lord. Oh, you'll drink it, guys, but I'm sorry. It's not going to look like what you think. It's not going to taste like you think, boys. And that service in the kingdom of God, most of us go into ministry and the work of ministry. I don't care how great or how small it is. We often go into it thinking about what we get out of it. Oh, I'm serving the Lord. Ain't I good? I, I'm doing this for Jesus. I, I'm going to study. I'm going to show myself approved. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it right. And all about I, I, I. And Jesus is saying to his disciples, you've got to figure out how to lay down your life if you really want to do the work I need you to do. It's not about you. It's about him and his kingdom. Him, his kingdom. How do I do this right? How do I do it well? Look at this verse, and I will give you. Listen, if God wills it, it's going to happen. I will. Do you hear it? This is the Lord talking right now. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Do you know what he's telling you there? You make your declaration and you stand on your declaration and it's going to happen. But if you don't, it won't. If you don't have the courage and the faith to, to trust God in the midst of your storm, you're going to get battered and beat up by the storm. But what he's telling you right here, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Now he's talking about building his kingdom, but it does include you, right? Because you are the church. So listen, Lord, if you want me to give $100 a month to missions, then you're going to have to provide me a good job so I can give $100 a month to missions. So I'm going to believe you, God, that I'm going to get a job that is so good that I can spare $100 a month and not even miss it. I'm going to sow seed into the kingdom of God. Now that's beyond your tithes. Yep. Some of you thought you were getting off easy. No, no, no. But above and beyond your tithes, 
I'm going to give $100 a month to missions, and I'm going to even bless ministries like Brother Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I'm going to give him $100 a month. You mean above your tithes? Yeah. Because you're having faith and confidence in a supernatural God that's interested in building his kingdom. And if you attach yourself to the work of building his kingdom, you cannot fail. You cannot be conquered. You cannot be destroyed because you're attaching yourself to the will and plan of God. But as long as you're running and doing your thing your way, It's always going to be an uphill battle. It's always going to be a struggle. I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through. I can't possibly give my tithes this week. Otherwise, we don't eat on Saturday. Keep looking through that lens of my and mine instead of the lens that God has for you to look through. I will build my church in order to build the builder has to have confidence in the end product right he's following a diagram he's following the blueprint he's following the plans will you follow the plans he's already laid out for you you have a blueprint I will build my church, link yourself to that work and watch your life prosper. He wants you to succeed because he wants people to come into the kingdom. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou, I'm sorry, it's King James, I'm sorry, but it's, it's in there and I can't, and I can't, may us prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. You see, he's interested in your eternity, and he wants you to link with that. So how many of you are staring down, I don't want you to raise your hands, but you're staring down a wall, a barrier, a stronghold of the enemy, and it's being destructive in your lives. We had you up here at the altar, so I know several of you are. Take this word. Let it settle in your being. And not just for today. Seriously. It's time for the body of Christ to act like the body of Christ. When the word says, Philippians, some of you could quote it for me. 413, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can. You hear it? I can. And here's Jesus saying, I will give you a gift from God. I will give you the keys. What keys? Not so you can have a brand new Cadillac, but so you can build the kingdom. And based on that, now start making declarations over your life so that you can do what you need to do for the kingdom. Some of you have children. You need to start making declarations over. 
Yeah, they are going to be saved. Yes, they are going to be serving Christ. Brothers and sisters, people you would die for. Start making the declaration over their lives and truly believing that God's going to change it. I say that with full confidence and hope. I've walked it out, actually. I have a brother that's probably listening to me right now. I have two older brothers. And the next one above me, I got saved and got right with God. I was, I, I, I was a kid when I got saved, but didn't really know how to walk with God. But at the age of 14, God got a hold of me right before going into high school. Wow. The plans I have for you. I can hear it in my head. The plans I have for you are for good. That's how, that's how he got a hold of me when I was 14 years old, right before high school. And then, you know, y'all don't know this, but you know, that was when pot was really the thing. Every Friday, there was somebody, some party somewhere where they were drinking and smoking pot. And I could have been a part of it, but God, but God. And I started this story to tell you just a little bit about my other brother, the next one older. If you're listening to me, Paul, I love you, man. Thank God. But he wasn't walking with Christ. And I remember telling him stuff about what we're seeing right now. I remember telling him in a conversation at one point. Somebody comes along and they're trying to give you a mark. And I'm not here because I've already gone to heaven. Mom's not here. We've already been raptured. And if you're still here, I remember telling him, don't take that mark. Don't take it. I pray for that. Man, for 12 years, I prayed for him, 12 years. But he's listening to me right now because he loves Jesus and he lives in his heart. God can break through any barrier and if you will continue to make your confession and faith in the Lord and his word over your situation, your story. I can't name your story. I can't make the declaration for you, but you can. Start thinking differently. Start believing that God can infuse himself into your situation and he can change it. It may not happen like a magic wand that you... Boom! It may, but regardless, your faith remains and God does his work. I'm going to ask you all to stand to your feet now. Pastor Mackay was bad this week. We made her take a week off. <laughs> Y'all see her sitting here and you're thinking, why wasn't she up there? What's wrong with her? She's being punished. I am very much joking. 
She loves the Lord so much that even on her vacation, she's in her own church. That's a servant. And you need to take hold of this word for your life today. You may be listening to me today and you have amazingly huge ministry aspirations. Continue to walk in your declaration. God has good plans for you. You are going to take territory for his kingdom. You're going to. I Listen, listen. I've said this and I want it to be said over your life. Remember in the word where it says, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But you, I'm sorry about that. I want it to be Cole, I know. And I want that said over your life. You have ministry ministry aspirations. I, I'm feeling this in my spirit right now. There are a few young people. I know who you are. I can see you with my physical eyes, but I can see you in my spiritual eyes. You're making your declaration. God has big plans for you to build his kingdom and use you in that process. And he says, I will build my church. And then he goes on to say, I will give you the keys. So you start making your declarations and your plans for the kingdom. Yeah, Lord, I'm ready to lay down my life. Wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it the way you want me to do it. Just show me the path, and I'm on it, Lord. And then you turn loose of it and do what he asks you to do. Father, I thank you right now for these men, women, and young people that are in the middle of your plans for their life. And I'm, I'm declaring over them that this word will bring life to them, that there will come fruit. I know it, Lord. I've spoken this word according to your plan for this day. There are people who are listening to me online. This word is to bear fruit in their lives. I have a word for somebody listening to me online right now. The devil stole ministry from you. He stole it. Now you think it's all about you and what you've done. I want to remind you it's his task to rob, steal, kill, destroy. That's his task. God's God's plan is to build his church, which means he's interested in building you, in strengthening you, and giving you fortitude to do his work. What the enemy has stolen from you, God's about to restore to you. And I pray over that person right now, what the canker worm has stolen from them. Lord, you come in and you, you speak peace, you speak hope, you speak life, and you declare them powerful and capable by your authority. They're going to begin to speak of you frequently. 
they're going to begin to see doors open to them where they can bring hope and life and restoration. These young people and some not so young that are listening to me, even in the auditorium, even here in the congregation, the people of God gathered right now have heard this word and they're going to do exploits. When you spoke those words, greater things shall ye do. You're speaking it over some of the young people that are standing here listening to me right now. They are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. I declare over them, Lord, they are indestructible because you put your angels round about them. And they have power and might based on your name and your work. I declare it over some of these, some of these young people. Should you tarry, they're going to do such huge exploits for you and your kingdom, Lord Jesus. I want to quit, but I want all of you young people that feel called to ministry to make your way. And if you're not so young, but you know God's got more ministry for you, come on, get down to this altar quickly, please. Get down to this altar right now. This is an act. This is part of you, you acting on this word for you, that you are going to do exploits for the kingdom of God. Where you are right now, you don't have to be a young person as in, in your teens or early 20s. But you know there's more. I declare it over them right now, Lord. Everyone that is standing at this altar right now, I declare over them anointing and power. Miracles at their hands by the power and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Miracles at their hand because of your power and your anointing in their lives. Build them up because you got to build your kingdom, God. And I know it's your will to build your kingdom. So build them up. Strengthen them up at their core. Help them to stay focused, Lord. Anything that has brought robbery to them to this point, I declare it null and void. The past is the past. Where they may have made a mistake somewhere along the way. Some of these not so young people that are up here right now that had a call on their lives and ignored the word or just walked away or had some mess bring destruction to them. Today, I declare that null and void. I declare it that it is in the past, that the past is forgotten and forgiven. And today is a brand new day. They'll do a greater work than they ever imagined. They thought they may have been cast aside, but you've not cast them aside. Today is a day that you restore and you rebuild and you take them to the new spot, the new level, Lord. Do it in their lives right now. Some that are listening to me online that can't be here right now. God, restore them, lift them, strengthen them, and work in and through them. I pray it in your powerful name.
literally from those who are in this sanctuary right now, Lord, I see thousands of people coming into the kingdom because of this word and this work. Some that's already had it declared over them, and they know it. Thank you, Lord. They will do exploits for you and your kingdom. I thank you for it, Lord, and I declare it by the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. With it, still, y'all stay at the altar with your heads bowed. In I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the Lehigh Valley but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.